0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the For College for Life podcast. My name is Casey Cordelius, and I'm the founder and president of For College for Life, and I get the distinct pleasure and opportunity to chat with our speakers and consultants, the people who make us who we are, about topics that are really, really important to them and their work. This is part of our new Fast 15 series, which means that we're going to tackle one of these topics in 15 minutes or less. And yes, is that a challenge? Of course because our speakers could talk about these topics for days and days and days. So without any further ado, let me go ahead and bring to the mic none other than Dr. Marianne Collet. And Marianne, I wanna tackle this topic today. What advice would you give to those who are struggling to find motivation to live their commitments?
1: Thanks, Casey, for having me today. You know, for me, I, I was taught that your word is your word, right? And if you say you're going to do something, it's important to do it. If you can't, it's also important, it's an and, right? It's not an or, but it's also important to let those folks or, or that individual or, or whoever know. So for me, you know, I think it's important that you manage your time well, that you don't overcommit, but you, that you commit to things that you really are passionate and you're going to go to. The other thing I will tell you is that for me personally, If I get a text message from somebody like, for example, we're in the middle of re-election in our town, right? If I get a text message from our current mayor who says, Marianne, I'm having this event, will you come? If I tell them I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. And I think coming out of the pandemic, especially, and I know people are tired of hearing all that, I think we have to evaluate where we put our time. And and if we're going to, to say, yes, I am going to commit to this whatever it is whether it's a person whether it's whatever or an organization then i think it's important to manage that effectively and so you know before we talked about time management and all those things but for me personally i think if we're going to rebuild relationships commitments are a part of building that trust and so that's where i feel as as a society as a world we are right now in that Trust is not where it was, maybe. And I think living your word, saying, doing what you say you're going to do is part of rebuilding that trust in other humans.
0: I love the way that you frame that, the idea that living up to what you say you're going to do is the way that we can build and establish and nurture and maintain trust. I'm not sure if I've ever thought of it that way. Do you think that the opposite is true as well? That if someone doesn't live up to their word, that's a a quick and fast way, for lack of a better phrase, to, to break down that trust or to lose it overall?
1: I think so. And I think what's happening now is that, you know, instead of someone, people having conversations about it and saying, hey, you really hurt my feelings. I, I was depending on you, right? They just cancel one another out. And that, for me is is a sad um, uh, result of of our our isolation. You know, people, as humans and in the research is starting to come out, we lacked connectedness, right? We lacked saying that, I can be with you so so if you think about it for almost two and a half years we didn't have to make commitments because we mm. so now except to be on zoom calls right so now it's like now I have to physically go somewhere that's a lot different than being in my pajamas, being in my pajamas in bed and being on a, on a zoom call where I can click on and click off I have to be present and so as I'm even coming out of this process, you know I, it, there is such a, such a thing as, fatigue when you're around people you know I think it's mental and emotional fatigue sometimes so I think you now more than ever if if personally if I'm going to make a commitment to something I'm going to be there and if I can't I'm going to be very upfront about that I can't and why I can't and I think as a result of that people aren't going to judge you because you you can't make a commitment but they will if you say you will and then you don't and then you don't you know include them in in knowing the why Um, and so that's what I'm seeing especially with college students you know all organizations that use fines and points and mandatory even campuses at some point when does it come down to I said I would be there so I'm going to be there Um, and I'm not waiting for the bigger better deal or I just don't want to be around anybody and if that's the case and that's that's how you take care of your mental health in different ages and stages of that process, that's fine, but communicate that, you know, and be truthful. I, mm. I think that's the biggest part for me. It's, you know, if we talk about having values and then we're not truthful about why we can't do something, I'm like, oh, that's not the, There's no congruence there. I
0: I just, I love the way that you frame this Marianne, you know, I, I, I think you'd mentioned values and it comes to mind, um, a, a lot of organizations and a lot of leaders talk about living your values, but very few have talked about living your commitments, right? Because in, in my mind, and, and take this wherever you'd like, values are more abstract, right? So respect is a very difficult thing to to describe or point to or, or hold in your hands. Obviously, we know when we're being disrespected but a commitment is different. I'm going to be there at seven, or I'm going to graduate in four years, or I'm going to major in so-and-so. Do you see those as being two distinct things?
1: Oh, absolutely. I'll give you an example. So this morning, a gentleman who's been detailing my car for a long time, and I know that this is a little off topic, but his son has brain cancer, has a brain tumor. Mm -hmm. And so I've been checking in on him, making sure, you know, that, What does he need support, especially having had a child in my family who had leukemia? Right. So, this morning when he came, I had made a commitment time wise that I was going to sit down with him right on our porch and have a conversation to check in on him. It wasn't just about he made a commitment to me to be here to detail my car, but I was making a commitment to check on his well being. And so, you know, in, in some top phases of life, sometimes it's not about going to something, but it's about caring about another human in a way that, that helps them get through their day, right? This gentleman sat on my porch. I mean, he's, he's a single father. He's, he's taking care of his son. I've known his son since he's a little boy. And I mean, this gentleman is crying on my porch. And I knew he needed it, I could see it in his face. So the commitment to another human, it doesn't necessarily always mean, oh, I said I would be at an event. It's about the way you care for others. And that's just as much of a commitment as anything else. So like right now, for example, I don't believe that our experiences should be based upon events or programs. I believe they should be based upon time spent together that's not what's happening. That, mm. that, that time of, I care about you. I see something's up. Do you want to grab coffee? That's a commitment too. But I think a lot of times we only see it as what's on our calendar or that we have to go to something. But there are different levels of commitments in our lives that are important.
0: I love it. I love the way that you frame this. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're not familiar with Marianne's work, I don't know how not, but please go ahead, check out for com slash Marianne. That's Marianne with an I, M-A-R-I-A-N-N uh, to learn more about her signature programs, speaking and consulting. Uh, Marianne, I- I always try to put myself in the perspective of the student or the the professional who might push back against these ideas. And I imagine that there's someone who's listening to this right now who's saying, I get what you're saying about commitment, but how do I choose when I have conflicting commitments? Not the difference between do X or do nothing, but do X or do Y or do Z. So what advice would you give to that person who's like, yeah, but I've had these competing commitments that I need to think about?
1: I think be honest about it and ask, is there a way that we could shift that commitment? Or is it okay if I can only be there for a certain amount of time? Instead, what we do, and and especially as I've worked with younger folks or especially college age students and high school students, is we don't want to admit that. What's wrong with admitting, I have these two events, I, I have to choose, right, or I can only do each one of them halfway. Can I be honest about that? And I think it's the honesty piece. You know, as I've gotten older and I serve on a lot of boards with professionals who are really busy people and we're always honest about, can I be here? Can I not be here? Can we move this meeting? Can we switch it? Can it be done differently? But I don't know that we've equipped people with the skills to be able to do that. And you know, on on a, I'm on the Girl Scout board and because of my travel schedule, sometimes I can't be on calls or I can't be in physically at a meeting. And I'm very honest with them. I'm like, I will always go above and beyond my other responsibilities if I know I can't be there physically or, or virtually. And they're like, you're doing exactly what we need for you to do. So sometimes it's about, I can do this. Even if I can't do this,
0: it feels like it's almost the the next layer of vulnerability then too, right? It's like, I'm vulnerable about how I feel about something, but I'm also going to be vulnerable enough to be honest, to tell you, I I can't do this thing. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think if, if, especially in our organizations, if students would feel comfortable with doing that and it would be truthful, I think they would their relationships would be better but instead they hide behind conduct boards or standards boards and that's how they handle those conversations instead of just saying hey or being honest like i really didn't feel like going last night or you know and and what else can i do to to learn about what what happened there you know so it's the it's the follow-up and casey for me it's how are we teaching them to go into their lives post-college and, and say, how do I make a commitment to a partner? How do I make a commitment to a responsibility? Am I going to show up on a volunteer day that I've made a commitment to when people have organized and depend on me to be there? You know, so I guess I was raised in an environment where if you said you were going to do something, if you couldn't do it, you had to be truthful. And if you if you said you were going to be there, you were going to be there. And so I don't think that's asking too much of folks. Um, I think it is how we, we we rebuild trust and we rebuild community. I think it's important.
0: It sounds like you're saying, um, maybe I'm extrapolating from this. It sounds like you're Go saying this is this is good advice for ro- relationships too, romantic relationships, right? That the way that you can build and maintain trust is to be truthful to those commitments too.
1: Exactly. I mean, my wife and I talk about it. You know, we try to keep each other informed if you're going to be late. She had an emergency at work last night. She called and she sent a message and she said, I just wanted you to know I'm going to be late. Well, the worst thing you can do for a partner is they plan something and you don't show up and they don't know why. Right. Mm. So when you talk about relationships, it's about communication. And I think, you know, when we talk about commitments, Casey, I think what both of you and I believe is that communication is important in all relationships. I have found myself being drawn, especially post-pandemic, to folks who want to talk about real things and want to do real things as opposed to just the ones who, you know, are are only looking for what's fun. But but with folks that really want to talk about how do I how do I improve myself? How do I improve my, my surroundings or my community? How do I help others? So it's more meaningful events or, or things that I'm willing to be involved with right now. So I think communication in relationships, all kinds of relationships are what comes with commitment and then it helps to build trust and community. I think that there's there's a one is not, can't stand alone. They're all connected and interrelated.
0: It's a good thing we're not on video because you would have seen me snapping, right? (laughs) Everyone who's listening to this podcast would have seen me snapping, Uh, Marianne. What a joy, obviously. I love our conversations and I love that every once in a while we hit record and get to share it. Folks, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Again, if you are not yet aware of Marianne's work, please visit forcollegeforlife.com slash Marianne, that's M-A-R-I-A-N-N, to learn more about her signature programs and her consulting work. And if you like this podcast, please do the thing that you're supposed to do and like and share and subscribe and leave a comment and also share with us any future topics that you would like to hear explored. Fast 15 goes fast, of course, and we appreciate you tuning in today. Marianne, thank you so much for the opportunity to chat. And until next time, folks, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, Casey.